Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody, to this edition of the pep talk version of the Taking Care of Business podcast. This is Dan Trottencheck. Uh, I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and productive out there. Um, uh, I think by the time we're all said and done with our podcast today, you're going to go away with a little bit of a smile on your face. At least, hopefully, you will. It'd be hard not to. Um, as we've said before, the whole idea behind doing these pep talk versions of my regular podcast um, is to give a little bit of positivity during this age of COVID-19. And certainly we talk and have talked a lot about some of the business issues that are out there facing us. And today's really no different, but but we're coming at it from a little bit different point of view. Uh, we have a couple of really special guests on the podcast today. We have Pam Heisler and Kelsey Colgrove who are with Heisler Hardware out in Spearfish, South Dakota. And um, every day they're just kind of keeping their noses to the grindstone and running that hardware business and keeping the community of Spearfish uh, connected with all the essential products that they have and they offer. But they have a very special story to tell about how not only the business, but uh, one of their employees went a little bit, uh, uh, an extra mile, I guess you'd say, uh, to to help out others that were in need during during uh, during this outbreak, and it's really a, a great story just to hear what they're doing and how their business is doing. But it's an even more important story to listen to uh, to hear how uh, they responded to their needs of their community. So, um, with everything you have going on and all the uh, negativity, uh, take the next little bit here and sit back and listen to what Pam and Kelsey have to say. And hopefully you come away uh, feeling a little bit better about uh, uh, what we're all facing, but also feeling a little bit better about how much these hardware stores and the owners and their employees are committed to helping their communities. So thank you for joining us today. And without further ado, here we go. Thank you for tuning back in to, to this edition of the pep talk version of the Taking Care of Business podcast. I think we have a really cool uh, couple of guests on today. Um, if you if you listen to the podcast, which hopefully you do because you are right now, but um, you typically hear me talking to a lot of CEOs and executives and 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 guys that uh, and ladies in the industry that are um, you know uh, running the distribution companies or manufacturing companies and so on. But 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 man, um, you know all of them talk about what they're doing for retailers and and how important retailers are. And and that's really the whole uh, uh, reason we do the podcast is to get information out to retailers. And today we have uh, a couple of guests that are retailers uh, and work at retailers. Uh, and we wanna make sure we get those kind of frontline stories out there. And so today I'd like to welcome two guests. It's our first time I think we've had two guests on the podcast as well. We have Pam Heisler and Kelsey Colgrove from Heisler's Hardware out in Spearfish, South Dakota. Welcome to the show, ladies. All right. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate visiting with you. Yeah, it's it's really fun to talk to you guys, and I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes out of what's got to be a, a really busy time for you uh, to sit down and talk to us. And I'll get into a little bit here in a minute about why you guys are the guests uh, on our show today. But to, to kind of tease to it, one of the reasons is I was having a conversation uh, on an earlier podcast with Rich Lynch, who's a vice president with Do It Best. And he had kind of mentioned some of the things that retailers were doing out there to help their communities make it through um, 
or fare better through this COVID outbreak. And you guys' story really kind of struck me as a story that we want to tell. And I think it's really indicative of, you know, small businesses and, and, and how, how big a part of your communities you are and, and really speaks to the concept of how you guys are such an essential part of your communities. Pam, why don't you start off a little bit, tell us a little bit about your business and your community. Tell us about Heisler's and tell us about Spearfish. Sure, sure. Um, Spearfish is in Western South Dakota on the, uh, northern, in the Northern Black Hills. We're about 10 miles from the Wyoming border and we're a community of about 11,000 people, a college community, a retirement type community as well. Um, my husband is third generation in the hardware business and uh, Heiser's Hardware has been at its current location on Main Street Spearfish for almost 40 years. Um, my husband and I bought the business a little over 20 years ago. Um, uh, we were with uh, a, a different, um, uh, anyway, we, yeah, distributor. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a minute. Um, but we've been with Do It Best now for uh, about five years or a little longer than five years. Um, I'm born and raised in Spearfish. And like I say, my husband came out here, so he was about eight. So he's pretty much born and raised. <laughs> so, so a fourth generation company overall, is that right? Then? This is third. Yep. Third generation. Okay. Yep. So you guys have been a big part of the Spearfish community, I'd imagine, you know. Yeah, my whole life. Yep. Yeah. What, uh, typically, what do you, I mean, you guys are a pretty typical kind of hardware home center type place, sell plumbing, electrical, all that kind yep, of stuff. plumbing, electrical, convenience. Um, we don't uh, deal in the lumber portion, but just hardware. Yep. Okay. Tell me a little bit about Spearfish. Obviously, you guys are out there. Uh, I mean, and and for, for, for people who maybe haven't been to South Dakota or so, what a beautiful, kind of a unsung, beautiful area of the country. Tell, tell me about tell me about the community there of Spearfish. What's it like? Is it a pretty you know, kind of yes, it is here? pretty serene, surreal area. Um, it's very tourist like, very much tourism. Uh, like they say, we're right on the northern edge of the Black Hills, so we're about sixty miles from Mount Rushmore. Um, is of course everybody knows that. And then, um, like I say, we're a, a kind of a retirement area, but as well as we have Black Hill State University here as well. So there's quite a uh, young growth as well too. So. Great. And, and tell me a little, I mean, you guys are, uh, you're certainly not, uh, Spearfish South Dakota is not New York City, but t tell me a little bit about how, talking about COVID, how it began to kind of creep into the community there and, and how is Spearfish kind of fared in all of this and how, how are you guys faring in all of this as a business? Sure. As a business, we really haven't seen a whole lot of flux. Okay. Um, we, it's relatively low case scenario here in Western South Dakota. And in fact, our county has only had nine positive cases and all of those are now recovered. And we've now sat now for a week or a little longer than a week without any new cases. So um, we feel really um, beneficial about that. But we as a business right away when this started to come in and CDC lined, lined out all those guidelines as far as keeping people protected, we, we took and went forward with that with, of course, um, disinfecting and we've built um, protective screens for our customers between our staff. Uh, we have the six foot guidelines on the floor at the, at the checkout areas. 
Um, and, and of course our staff wears protective rubber gloves. Um, we do offer curbside and home delivery as well, if someone is uh, comfortable with, with that. So we've, we've kind of in, implemented that as well. Well, let me ask you this, you, you know, what has really amazed me throughout this is how so many retailers like yourselves have been able to flip the switch and offer things like curbside delivery and, and home delivery and so on. How did you guys, I mean, was that something you guys would kind of do before or is that brand new to you? You know, a little bit, we, uh, you know, home delivery and that, but what we've really found is that um, we just try to keep as positive in this epidemic time as possible. And in a, in a, it really has personalized our business a lot more with the community, um, with people now having this six foot guideline they have to stay away from yet. It's nice to be able to know that they can call down and purchase something over the phone, pull up front, or we can deliver if need be. So um, it, it's personalized us that way a little bit. Um, makes you feel a little tighter with community too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Are, are you guys running kind of the same kind of staffing now or are you working in, in, in different shifts or adjusted hours or anything? No, staffing is basically the same. Okay, so, good. Yeah. good. Um, are there uh, any business areas that you've seen there's been a difference in? Are people buying anything different today than they did before? I'd imagine, you know, the personal protective equipment and so on is probably Yeah, good. that's all that's all been wiped. Yeah, the warehouse is trying to keep up and they're doing a good job with that too. Yeah. Um, paint has been a good area for us, of course, because people are at home and need projects. So that's been real steady. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we're hearing across the industry is paint was really kind of like the driving category early on. Now people are seeing a lot of that lawn and garden and so right. on. Yeah, now of... that's what we're seeing. And and people are interested in taking a look at grills and the outdoor things because, of course, they're spending more time at home. So, yeah. Well, one of the things that, uh, that you know, is kind of the reason behind why, why we're on the call as well is not just to catch up with you guys, but, but you guys relatively early on planned a kind of a fundraiser that, that was related is why don't you why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that kind of where the idea came from how you sure. guys pulled it together and how that all worked. sure um i was uh reached out to by rick and becky and they're part of the spearfish strong community united group it's a, a nonprofit, and they had started a food pantry drive out at the heritage plaza just out on the other side of town here to try to help families uh, in need that, of course, have lost jobs and, and yeah. just can't afford groceries or the, uh, the essentials that way. So uh, Rick came up with this idea. They were running out of funding, so he came up with an idea to try to gain funds by bringing the community together in a fun and crazy type way in the middle of this crazy epidemic. So uh, they reached out to me with the idea of Rick on the roof and uh, asked Rick if on he, the roof. Okay. Rick on the roof. <laughs> So being that we're right downtown Spearfish, uh, they had asked um, to get together and visit about this, this dream and put some ideas together. And, and so we decided that Rick would be on our roof. Uh, he would be lifted up on, it was Friday the 3rd at noon. He uh, originally had the goal of $10,000 to make for the food pantry. And um, by the time we put our heads together and came up with some crazy fun ideas, we had more businesses in town jumping in to help. Um, he raised the goal to 15,000. Wow. And we, we boosted him up there Friday at noon, and he did not come down until we had made the goal of 15,000. Um, he was up there then until Monday at about two o'clock, right <laughs> in the middle of a horrendous, horrendous windstorm. His oh, camp God. was flying all over. <laughs> 
and um, by the time he was uh, lifted down and he put his feet back on the ground, he, uh, we had brought in 17,200 and funds are still coming in to date. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. What a, what a, what a, what a fun, unique, but also meaningful effort. I mean, for a community like Spearfish, $17,000 at a food bank, that's got to, that's got to kind of be a game changer for And them. it was so I mean, humbling. My staff was part of it. They were going up and down that lift just as much as we had people that were bringing food, different restaurants that would help feed Rick up there and different things. Uh, we, we did some interviews from the lift at the top of the, at the top of the store, uh, lots of pictures uh, lots of laughs. There was t times of tears because of just the humanity that that appeared from the community that came out. Um, it was it was awesome, awesome thing to be a part of. Now, now Rick's okay, right? I mean, he made it down okay. Oh, he's, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> <laughs> he made it down safely. He was a little scared that last day, but we got him down. <laughs> Is this kind of so, uh, do you guys do kind of different things like this with the community just on a normal basis as well, involved with those kind of efforts? And yeah. maybe obviously, like put not someone quite on this measure, right? We do like to be a part of the community and do different things um, within the community and try to be. Uh, such a positive influence, you know, um, yeah. as much well, as we can. And again, I mean, I think it's 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 not to in any way diminish the efforts of companies like Home Depot or Lowe's. They do a lot of charitable work as well. But one of the things that is always so um, uh, humbling and and exciting to be a part of this industry is watching companies like you guys that can just turn on a dime and say, hey, it's a great idea. Let's do it. And all of a sudden you're you guys have got a seventeen thousand dollar check you're giving to the food bank, which I like I said, again, in, in a place you know, a, a, a small town relatively like Spearfish, $17,000 will feed a lot of families for a long time. So that could have been the difference between families in your community having dinner and not. Absolutely. And and we've joined forces with the grocery store, a local grocery store too, that has allowed us to buy now um, at wholesale so that, and in bulk. So we are able to make that money stretch even so much more longer and be able to help so many more families. Man, that's fantastic. How are the businesses in general? Are you guys businesses in Spearfish? Uh, I mean, uh, are seeing the same kind of uh, difficulties as, as uh, everywhere Absolutely. else right now? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of closed doors. Uh, and of course, restaurants trying to keep business going by doing their curbside and delivery, uh, trying to keep employees employed, and just trying to keep some normalcy in, in this crazy time we're in right now. Well, it's great to see with an effort like this that a community will come together and make those kind of donations. But I also want to talk to you about a, a very special kind of donation that really was one of the things that, that caught my attention on this. And that uh, is in reference to our other guest on the conversation today, Kelsey Colgrove. Now, Kelsey works for you guys. Tell me, uh, Pam, tell me a little bit about, uh, about your, uh, you yeah. know, your relationship with Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey came to us. Um, she's been working for us for about a year now. She's a sophomore in high school here at Spearfish High School and great, great individual with a great big heart. And she works with the rest of the staff. She gets along with the guys. She can throw the punches just as good as the guys can. So <laughs> she's definitely one of our team here at Heislers and um, I'm proud of her. But on Saturday during Rick's uh, event, she came to me and uh, we normally have paydays on Monday and she kind of came to me uh, and asked, you know, is there any way I'm worried that Rick's going to come down before payday? And she said, is there any way I could get my check a little early? And um, I kind of looked at her like, well, yeah, that's fine. And she said, well, I'd like to donate my check to Rick on the roof. 
Her whole paycheck. Her whole paycheck for the week. So she, uh, I, I was in tears after I sat in here to write her check out. I was like, this is so huge. I mean, I, I got goosebumps now sitting next to her, but so we, uh, we boost, boosted her up on the lift and she went up and handed her check over to Rick and got a picture. So it was Man, very, that is just, you, you gotta be so proud of her. I can only imagine how proud her parents are and, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, how proud you guys are to have. And, and, you know, I think it's good to point out too, that operations like yours, that's where young people like this, um, good hearted, uh, well-intentioned young people get their start and right. uh, yeah. finding the Kelsey's and giving her a job. All right, Kelsey, now you're going to be on the spot here for a little bit. <laughs> I'll let you work your way up to the, up to the microphone. So, so, all right, before we, before we get into your decision to, to, to donate your paycheck, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's, what's, what's the inside scoop on Spearfish? Tell us all about the exciting things that happen there and what you guys do. Well, um, for me, what I usually do, I don't do a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I go to school and everything, and I don't mind it. It's it's fine. It's school. But um, I usually, there's um, like a, it's a youth softball team here that we have in town that's just local girls that want to play softball. And I've played on that for quite a long time, like 10 or 11 years. And um it's that's one of my things that I mainly do outside of like anything else but um I mean I spend a lot of time at home I mean I like to read I mean everyone here in town is really cool and nice and I mean with this kind of small of a town you really like know everybody kind of knows everybody and it's it's pretty, pretty cool what's your uh, what's your favorite subject in school that's a that's a good interview question <laughs> I don't know um, well, I like history. I've always liked history. I don't know. I just, it's, I just love it. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I have, um, a welding class that I take that I really, really like. I'm going to be in an advanced welding class next year. And I mean, that, that's one of my favorite classes. I really like that class. That's so exciting and, and yeah. good for you. I mean, rep representing, uh, uh, young ladies who want to, want to weld and all that. That's fantastic. I, I, I knew someone who, uh, had a daughter who ended up going into, I think it was the Air Force. And in the Air Force, she was assigned to, to become a welder. And at first she's like, I don't, I don't know about this. But then she got it and, and, and she was like one of the best welders to come out of her class. And she's like, Dad, I love this. I love this career. And I'd say that's going to be your career. You can do whatever you want. But, uh, but uh, that, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. So, all right, tell, tell us about why you decided, when did you decide to, and why did you decide to come work at Heisler's? Well, I mean, I, my parents were telling me, they're like, okay, you need to get a job this summer. And <laughs> Your parents. Okay, and we went and drove around and looked and there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't that many places that I really wanted to work because my parents had owned a restaurant prior to me getting a job here. And I mean, I saw that and I knew I was like, I didn't want to work in food business. So I, my mom had, I think, come down here and talked to Pam, just had just stopped in to get something, and Pam had mentioned that they were looking for work. And so my mom said, well, you maybe have a spot for my daughter. Yeah. And, job. <laughs> and so I came in, and I got an application, and I filled it out, and I brought it back, and, well, I got the job. Well, here you are. But, yeah, it was really exciting because I've never had a job before. Do you like, what do you like about working in a retail environment? Oh, I, I love working here. It's awesome. I mean, I hadn't worked a whole bunch with like giving money and counting money back and stuff. And that's really been a good skill to learn, I think. But, 
I'm just knowing getting to talk with the people and getting to work one-on-one -on -one with people and help them find things. And also the staff here is just amazing. Everyone is really cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot, Kelsey, is that, um, you know, at, at our organization in general, you know, as we look at bigger problems kind of for the industry, it's always trying to get the next generation of leaders, you know, people your age interested in, in working at retail and see that it could be a fun thing and a rewarding thing. And so it's always, it's really encouraging to hear someone like you um, come in and say it's a job that you enjoy doing. Talk to us a little bit about, okay, so, so Rick's up on the roof um, <laughs> and, and, and you see the fund uh, fundraiser going on. At what point did you decide or, or what, when did you think, you know, I might maybe want to be a part of this. I want to donate some money to this. Well, I mean, I had heard, you know, Pam had kind of told us that what was going to happen before he went up there. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really, really cool. And the night before, um, that Saturday on uh, Friday, I had talked to my, I just mentioned it to my dad. And I said, well, what would you think of this? And he goes, well, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. He goes, you're, you're free to do what you want. <laughs> and so I didn't come into work and I thought, you know, I, I see everybody coming in and, you know, donating. And this is just an amazing thing that Rick was doing. And I wanted to try to maybe help out a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay money wise. Like I'm just like a 16 year old. Like I don't need a huge amount of money. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, I don't really, I don't really need it as much as other people could. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And, and the other thing that I really loved about this story is, is, maybe you don't realize it, but, but guys, my age and a lot of people our age will look at, you know, some of the younger people and say, Oh, they're just, you know, like, like every generation does is, Oh, these millennials are oh these Gen Zers and that kind of stuff. And, and I thought, you know, what a great representation of what, what probably is, is more that I see out of your generation than, than a lot of people see is that, willingness to jump in and just say, you know what, money isn't everything. I could buy my, buy my, I'm making a video games or whatever else you might spend your money on. But, you know, doing something to, to really help out means a lot more. So, so I, I can't tell you how proud it makes me of uh, a, a father of two grown daughters, but, but, to, but uh, how proud you, it makes me of your parents and, and, and uh, what they've taught you and, and, and Pam and the kind of people she hires, but thank you for doing what you did. It really means a lot. And it's, it, it's important for you to know that, that it did help people and, and that's important, but it's also important to know that, you know, you might not have even thought about this when you gave the donation, but, but it really speaks well for your generation and what you guys are really all about. So thank you for doing that and, and keep doing that kind of stuff. Don't, uh, don't stop because, you know, money isn't everything. This kind of stuff's a lot more important. So thank you for what you did. <laughs> Pam? Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Right, well, here's the thing with it, though, is that, you know, I didn't, this is so much bigger than me and everything. And I didn't, I didn't do this thinking that, I didn't do it to, like, have people, like, look at it and everything and be like, oh, wow, that, that's amazing. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it is a good thing to be able to help out. But, I mean, it's just, I'm just so grateful that God has put me in the place to be able to do that and be able to show people, you know, what, I don't know, just to kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really, I don't know. I'm just very, you know, God that people look at it and, you know, 
maybe get inspired, but you know, it's just, it's not really all about me. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's clearly you didn't, I mean, you didn't, you didn't seek out any attention for this. We're the ones that said, we want to tell that story. So, um, you, you know, you're, 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 before I got a chance to talk to you, you're exactly how I thought you would be. You're very humble um, and, and very focused and you're going to be incredibly successful, particularly with that kind of attitude. So again, thank you for what you're doing. And Pam, thank you for hiring, hiring people like Kelsey. What a great, great representation of your story in your community. She is. And, and that's just it is my staff that's out front is who Heisler's hardware is. And so when you can project yourself with that positive positive, supportive attitude, that's who Heisler's is. So without them, I wouldn't be here on Main Street. <laughs> Absolutely. And it must be, a, it must be an incredibly good place to work to, to be, be able to attract good people like this. So thank you guys both for sharing your stories with us. Like I said, during this time when there's so much negative stuff to talk about and rightfully so a lot, a lot of challenging things are happening right now, but thank you guys for being a bright spot for, for everybody that's going to listen to this and, and, and showing that when communities and businesses come together, that you can do really, really touching and important things. Absolutely. So thank you guys. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Thanks, you guys.